0: Welcome to Living Faith Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott Martz. Visit us online at living-faith.church or in person every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the Midlothian Conference Center, Number 1 Community Circle Drive, Midlothian, Texas, 76065. And I'll be encouraged by this week's message. Now is the time to take out the Living Faith notes, uh, the sermon notes for the message. As you're doing so, I want to welcome those who are listening uh, via podcast or those who are watching, either online or through YouTube. Our text this morning is 1 John chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 10. For our listeners, we are in the middle of a sermon series called U-Turn, which is all about repentance. And our focus today will be the fruit of repentance. So the Holy Spirit, through John the Apostle, writes, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has yet to be made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law, in fact sin is lawlessness, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him, there, in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. So yesterday, two of our young men from the congregation who will be confirmed next Sunday, they underwent their confirmation exam. For each of them it took an hour apiece, We covered two years worth of of studies covering Luther's catechism. I asked them what I consider $25 questions. And one of those questions was, what is the difference between justification and sanctification? Those are big words, justification, sanctification. They're found in scripture. They are works of God. And I asked each one of them, what is the difference And they both gave a very accurate answer. And I don't want to put anyone on the spot here. I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. But do you know the difference between justification and sanctification? Now, just for a little bit of review, both are works of God. One of them is complete, finished. The other one is a work in progress. It's not yet complete, but will be one day you know which is which? Justification, sanctification, which one is complete? Justification. It's complete because it is based on what Jesus has done for us. He's already led the perfect life which we haven't lived. He did it for us as our substitute. He did it flawlessly, perfectly his entire life. He took that perfectly innocent life and he sacrificed it on a cross. He took on our sins, all of them, He died completely with our sins in him so that we wouldn't have to face that second death. Not only that, but then he came back to life on the third day and he lives. And we are justified, we are declared not guilty of our sins because of Jesus. He did it all for us, the justification is complete. You are completely justified. Now, sanctification. We are being sanctified. It is a work in progress. It's not yet finished. You might say, well, if it's a work of God, why isn't it finished? And the answer is, God in his wisdom, he includes us in participating in sanctification. We have a sin nature that remains rebellious against God. It is to be put to death every day. But God has given us a new nature in Christ Jesus. A new nature, the new man, and the new man says, I want to do what God wants. The new man wants to grow in faith. And sanctification is, God is working in us, and God is leading us, he's he's addressing some things about ourselves that are not very comfortable, and he is sanctifying us, he is setting us apart. We are God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, to do good works. We're not saved by what we do, our sanctification, we're saved by what Jesus did but still we're God's workmanship. And I told the conference yesterday we are all works in progress. All of us, even the oldest person here God is still working on you. You You're not completely sanctified. You won't be completely sanctified until you enter the gates of heaven. Then you'll be completely set apart holy for the Lord. Now why am I bringing this all in? Well, our text in First John chapter three, from a theological perspective, even though these terms are not in the text, sanctification, justification, theologically they're there the 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 teachings are there, and our text beautifully joins and connects the two together and so we're going to approach this verse by verse, and verses one through three, just as a an outline, verses one through three deal with the results of our justification. Because we are declared not guilty in Christ Jesus, we have a new identity and we have a new destiny, verses one through three. But then, verses four through 10, God talks about what he is still accomplishing through us, working with us, that that cooperation part with us, which is not yet complete. And that part's gonna make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But that's good because that is how our Lord works. Now we're going to look at verse 1 and, and John through the Holy Spirit says this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. To say that that, that John is enthusiastic about the fact that we are children of God is an understatement. He's more than enthusiastic. He is so excited about the fact that we are now children of God. Likewise, we should be in awe of that because at one time we weren't. At one time we were not children of God. We were were children of, of the devil according to the Bible going the wrong direction. God's changed all that. He's given us a new identity, the world doesn't recognize it, the world could care less, the world can look at your life and say there's nothing special about Christianity, that's just fake stuff. Christianity is just a bunch of hypocrites and they'll they'll criticize us. They don't know Christ. In Christ God gives us a new identity And, and, and John says what great love, undeserved by us, his agape love, What great love the Father has lavished on us. And the idea of lavish is generously, just God keeps on piling on more and more love upon us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. You're adopted in. You are part of God's family. You were baptized into the name of God. You have a new identity. You are God's own. God cares about you. He's giving us full rights full rights as sons and daughters of God. Again, John is is very excited about this biblical truth. We are justified, it's just as if we've never sinned before in Christ Jesus. He goes on uh, verses two and three and shows us our destiny with this new identity. Dear friends, now we are children of God, what we will be has yet to be made known But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Right now we're children of God. What we will grow up to be in eternity, that is yet to be determined, but it's going to be great. Jesus our Lord, fully divine, yet fully human. And it's very significant that when Jesus rose from the dead, He had a resurrected body, came back to life. He's he's fully man, fully God, continues to be that way. One to one correspondence between the the body that was crucified and his resurrected body. And Jesus tells us, it's gonna happen to you as my children, one day you will have a resurrected body like mine that is designed to live and last forever in a state of glory. Again, totally amazing That, that that's the promise that we have in christ jesus because we are are justified by him and what we will be is yet to be determined now what does that mean when i was three years old i I lived in this really small town in montana it was actually along the missouri river called ryan dam and my dad worked for montana power at that point and we lived there and and i was in the trains and i was in the trains because I never met them, but my, my grandpa and my great-grandpa, uh, two great-grandpas, were engineers on the railroad. And I was trained crazy. All, I, would, I would draw trains and stuff all the time. And if you were to ask me, like, people called me Scotty, Scotty, what, where are you going to grow up to be? And I would have said, an engineer on the railroad. Did I grow up to be an engineer on the railroad? No, grew up to be a pastor. Um, right now we are children of God. That is what we are, all of us. What we're gonna grow up to be in eternity, that is yet to be determined. It Might be a little bit different than you're thinking now, but the point is it's going to be great. Your best days are ahead of you in Christ Jesus. Eternal life, glory side of things is gonna be so exciting for every one of us. And, And again, that's because that we are children of God. It's a result of God declaring us not guilty in Christ Jesus. So a couple of fill-ins here, if you're filling it in on the the thing. First fill-in is, my identity in Christ is that I am now a child of God, verse one. My identity in Christ is that I am now a child of God. The second fill-in, based on verses two and three, is this. My future in Christ is very bright. I will receive a resurrected body like Jesus' resurrected body one day, and dwell in that body forever in glory. That's the promise of God, a very bright future. And and John goes as far as to say is that we are to purify ourselves in this hope. Purify ourselves in this hope. The only reason we call it a hope is that we're not there yet. Who hopes for what they already have, as Paul said? But it's a pure hope and is a sure hope Again, that in Christ Jesus, our identity has changed, our destiny has changed, and and we are to wake up every day thrilled at what Christ has accomplished for us. Now verses 4 through 6, and we get into the sanctification part, and we begin to feel some tension. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that He appeared so that He might take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. What's the dilemma here? Do you sin? Do I sin? The answer is yes. We are justified, declared not guilty. We are children of God. Yet sin is still part of our lives. It's reality. And and according to the Holy Spirit through John, we have a dilemma. Anyone who sins is a lawbreaker. Sin is lawlessness. I'm a lawbreaker according to God's law. And, and, And John says it's not okay. It's not okay as children of God to keep on sinning, to, to remain in sin, not okay. It, it's not okay to be a, a child of God and your signature temptation is gossip where you go back to the water cooler and you continue to speak against people behind their back. It's not okay to do that. It's not okay to be a, a, a child of God and your signature sin is pornography and you, you keep on getting into pornography, it's not okay. If your signature sin is unforgiveness, Jesus says we are to forgive. If somebody says, please forgive me, you forgive, you don't hold against that person. It's not okay to forgive someone, and then the next week you hold that sin against them again. Not okay. It's inconsistent to be children of God and to continue in our sin. So here's the next fill-in. Very simple. It's not okay to feel comfortable with my sin. Let's move on, the tension will continue a little bit. But I want to reframe the tension, reframe it a little bit to spiritual warfare. Because the fact is right now all of us, because of who we are, we're sinners and saints, there's a battle going on as we speak. John continues, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they've been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister." Again, these are pretty blunt words, are they not? And we should be, in our sin nature, troubled by what John says. But let me explain it. There is a battle going on right now. There are four contenders in this battle. The battlefield is your heart, your soul, mine as well. Who are the contenders? There is a very real fallen angel. He is bent on evil, he's bent on destruction, the devil is real, his followers, those who fell with him are real. Their goal is to tempt you to sin, and maybe it's a sin, you think it's gonna give you something that's good for you, but actually it's not. And then they turn it against you and they want you to live in despair. They don't want you in heaven. They do not want you to remain a child of God. Spiritual warfare is real, Again, the devil is is waging war against you and me. The second contender is your sinful nature. Mine as well. My sinful nature cannot be reformed. My sinful nature is in rebellion against God. And guess what? My sinful nature listens to the devil and listens to those temptations. And then I sin, and so do you. And that puts us at odds with God because Jesus is sinless. He came to take away sin. He's indwelling us, and there's the problem. Fortunately, there are two more contenders. We have Jesus Christ. He is our hero. He is our Lord. He is our king. He has smashed Satan. He has destroyed Satan's work. Jesus has smashed our sins. He's taken our sins. He's already paid for them. It's an accomplished fact. All right, so everything's good with Christ. The fourth contender is my new man and yours. You have a new person inside of you. That new person is being recreated in the image of God. Mine as well, through the power of God. And and that person inside of us, God wants to strengthen, and he is strengthening through the means of grace, through the word of God. And on our own, we can't do it. Jesus though gives us power and strength, and and the, the battles that take place. Again, I want you to, to reframe it. And so, what are we to do? And again, justification is complete. Sanctification is in, is not complete yet. God does what He does. He sanctifies us, and He's also encouraging us. He, he wants us to cooperate. Our faith nature cooperate with Him. So that's that's John is appealing to the faith nature. So with sin still in our lives what is Christ, what is God prompting us to do? What is he sanctifying us to cooperate with him to do? Well some people try to deny there's anything wrong, right? Uh, I'm gonna deny my sin, no big deal John makes it very clear in the earlier earlier verses, if we claim to be without sin, we lie, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us, right? So denying that there's anything wrong is is a sin in and of itself. Um, Some people just give in to it and say, well, I'll just live in it, no big deal, right? God understands, I'll just live in my sin. No, you can't, it's not okay to remain in your sin So, again, what are we to do? And the answer is, God is prompting us, the new man, new person inside of us, to admit it. Admit your sin. Every day, acknowledge it. Fess up. Admit it before the Lord. Don't deny it. Secondly, stop surrendering to sin. Stop surrendering to it. It's like this sin has so much power over me, I just cannot resist this, stop spreading to sin. Empowered by God, surrender to Christ. Yield to Him. Again, Jesus is your strength. He's already waged war against your sin. Jesus gives you His victory. Again, through faith and trust in Him. Third thing, and that's really our series, turn from it, repentance. Again, the new person inside of you, empowered by God, Turn from your sin, change your thinking about this. It's not okay. Lord, I confess it, empowered by you, I turn from it. And and, and finally, don't remain in it. And instead, do what is right. Do what is right, or in other words, produce the fruit in keeping with repentance. Do what is right. Um, This is what John the Baptist said in Luke chapter three. So John had a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People were cut to the heart. Something's wrong, I am a sinner. John directed them to Jesus, the one, again, who was greater than he. And and they said, now what? What do we do? And he said, if you've been cheating people, stop cheating them. If you're a soldier, be content with your pay. And he goes on and on. He directs them the fruit of repentance. And, And likewise, Um, God is directing us, He he is making changes in us, we feel uncomfortable but He's sanctifying us And, and in the end that is a very good thing. I want to end just by summarizing this a little bit. A Christian, one who is justified, declared not guilty of sin, a child of God who has a new identity, who has a destiny that's going to be great, A child of God will struggle with sin, but that doesn't mean you continue in sin, two different things. Don't continue in it, defend it. Struggle with it, yes, the struggle is real. If you've lost the struggle, you've given in the sin, but don't continue in it. A Christian will, empowered by God, address the sin, empowered by God, turn from it, and if something infuriates God, a Christian will say, that infuriates me too. I'm tired of of, of sin ruling all over me. And and a Christian empowered by God, again, will say, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Empower, Empower me to turn away from this sin and produce the fruits that are pleasing to you. God always gives us what he demands. And if he's directing us to the fruit of repentance, he empowers us to do that. The good news is, is that you are justified, so am I. You are declared not guilty in Christ Jesus. God forgives you. The good news is, is that God is sanctifying you. Yeah, we all have rough edges, we all have sins that we need to face and and repent of, but God loves us. He desires to work in us more and more. Sanctification is, again, that we, we learn just how great a sinner we are, but then how much loved by God we are and that the gospel dominates us. And yes, we'll have a sin nature, but God's design through sanctification is that our faith nature becomes stronger and stronger. One day, your battle against sin will be over, my battle as well. We'll be completely sanctified on glory side of things. Until then, we have God, his word, God working through it. We're justified, we're being sanctified to the glory of God. Amen. Now may the the true peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, may it keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.